Let's get after it. Outkick 360 is back. Thursday edition is here alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton, Lance Lee, Jacob Swanson, Jake Popoff uh, helping us with the show. Sarah Triplett doing tremendous work who is in for David Reed today. Reed, we hope you feel better. Guys, a lot to get to. Uh, we've got the USFL that announces they're back. We have Trey Young taking a bow last night in New York. There is a massive hit in the NHL that everyone's talking about on the highlight reel. Coach K is retiring after a swan song season for Duke. Uh, on top of Bob Baffert being suspended by Kentucky Downs and then a jam-packed Tennessee Power Hour. Trey Young is outstanding. And the Knicks, I've read a lot of New York press. They're very much into the, hey, this was, this was a great season for the Knicks. Yeah. Don't be down on the Knicks. All they need is a star and some scorers, and they'll be good. <laughs> Which uh, since I when did really the New York press take it easy on that. the Knicks? I, I, it's it's quite right? remarkable. Well, the Knicks being bad for twenty right. years, they're taking it easy on the Knicks because they're saying they were predicted to lose fifty <laughs> games and they lost yeah. thirty-one. And yeah. so, what a treat this was to have good basketball. They blew up our parlay last night. They blow up the theory that the league will manipulate things to extend a series, particularly for a team like New York. <laughs> oh, right? but we're going for that tonight on the parlay. So my other parlay yes, we that we decided not to go with <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> because they because the odds were better on the and the odds were, on were the three very parlay. strong. Let me uh, comment on the Knicks, yes, though, real quick. Okay. Okay. You go with ahead that, while the, I get this the response. out here. Were the Hawks expected to be great? They act like they were the higher seed. They do have a star. I'm amazed that they had, well, great. Julius Randle was a star all year, too. You draft R.J. Barrett, what, second overall to yeah. be a star. The Knicks were the four seed. They had they had home court advantage. They lost four to one. This is a very, sorry, Paul, but Atlanta way of thinking. The team that just destroyed them in the first round. This proves Atlanta superior to New York it's, as a city. Oh. Thank you, Paul. I mean, come on. This is uh, Atlanta's tougher on their teams laugh, in New York. That laugh was real. Now, Hawks reporters would have been upset had they lost four to one, even though they were the lower seed. Oh, I'm disappointed. I think the Knicks well, were oversold and they underperformed. Uh, Julius Randle was John Stark's ask for a lot of this series in terms of his shooting percentage. Yeah, uh, before last night, it was 24 percent. You're not going to win an NBA playoff series with your star shooting 24%. The story, though, is Trey Young. He's, he's and, terrific. And doing it in New York, Reggie Miller style. You know, you've got Spike Lee courtside, and you've got him taking a bow, and then post-game. And he's doing the chill. Post-game, he's like, look, when you finish a show here in this city, you take a bow. And we just ended this. Yeah, and you talked about villains. Series we over. talked about villains. Yeah, yeah villains. But, guys are yeah, great villains. Yeah, but the, the, the difference is, I think, outside of New York, people are going to love him. Oh, yeah. If he was on the Knicks, uh, that yeah. would be <laughs> well, people would hate him on the Knicks. I think uh, unbelievable so, for New York yeah, and right, hugely right. hate But it's a lot like Reggie Miller. I mean, that's a great comparison. Right. If you're indifferent, you love watching Reggie yes. Miller play. You love watching the antics. But when they go on to the next round, I think they're playing Philadelphia yeah, they are. next. Well, he's going to be booed and bad names called oh, in, in God, Philly, yeah. and it's going to be the same thing. If, if he performs well and hits big shots, it's going to be fun to watch because he's going to hype up the heel role. He's a, he's oh, a wrestling God, yeah. heel at this point, and he's going to play up that in Philly too, which we're going to love to watch. Philly's going to hate him. 
So, you know, it's not just – my point being, it's not just outside New York. It's New York and whoever else is playing. But if you go – Trey Young the time's going to hate this if guy. If you go kill the Knicks, it does a lot on your resume as opposed to, you know, if he killed Indiana or Milwaukee or whoever – you know, it, it's a blip compared to killing the Knicks it's, because of the profile of the Knicks and because of all yeah, of that. If you take a bow in Milwaukee, no one's really talking no, about right. it. Right, exactly. No, but it also lines up perfectly because he gets to rain on parades. Absolutely. That game one was a parade in New York. It was great atmosphere, <laughs> a. fun to watch. Streaming at the top of his lungs. Out. Yeah, it's, it's Spike Lee yeah. and it's Tracy Morgan. You know, randomly, <laughs> Tracy Morgan's two rows behind Spike Lee going crazy Which is a bad in the scene. garden. He, Tracy Morgan's front row guy. He needs to be the front I agree, he needs to be in the front row. But you're seeing that scene in New York, and he spoiled it in game one, and he goes complete villain in the post-game interview with Charles Barkley and the inside the NBA team mm-hmm. and loves it, relishes it. Well, guess what? Philly's got a number one seed. They're thinking championship in Philadelphia, which you can't say every year with the Sixers. He gets a chance to reign on another, on another parade big and East be Coast a big-time story. I think this is great news He's a for great the NBA. Story. So, on the parlay front, I, I stupidly am updating you guys excitedly, right, that um, I, had, <laughs> I had Miami and Toronto in MLB with a scoreless first inning, and we hit that. So I update you on that. And then I'm giving you scoring updates on the Rangers in Colorado, who I had under 11, despite being at Coors Field. And I'm updating you on this game. Completely oblivious that the Knicks-Hawks, which I was trying to find and couldn't find, the reason I couldn't find it, my whole night was kind of pushed back later. Simon had a soccer tryout. We went out to eat, got home relatively late. I'd go to the Yankees first. Then when I was flipping over, trying to flip over to the Knicks, I wasn't finding it, and I just kind of postponed it and everything. Not realizing the Knicks game was over, and they had <laughs> lost by a big margin. And I'm excitingly giving you updates that we won the other two legs of this three-team parlay. And then finally I said, oh, never mind. The Knicks got destroyed. <laughs> this is this is an ignorance is bliss type yeah. stuff, yeah. Paul. No, I, I didn't have to suffer through it. It added to your <laughs> night. You know, it, I was co- it cost you $5. <laughs> right. It cost us 5 bucks, But that 5 bucks of enjoyment is worth it. Not knowing that the other game had lost <laughs> right. and the parlay had lost, but following the other two games made sports fun. But we also with said, games you wouldn't necessarily would care about. I get back into the Knicks, and the answer was no. Resounding I no. didn't know that they were playing precisely at what hour. And when they lose four-one and shoot their star shoots twenty-four percent, they did not rope me back in. Now to this other parlay that Hutton and I decided not to play. Yeah. That was plus eight forty. That I was sure I lost because I, I, I would crush either of you if you did this. So feel free to crush me. The first element of the parlay was uh, Jonas Valenzuelas of the Grizzlies. Valenzuelas. I've been nailing pronunciation, so you I think it. I deserve not nailing that one. You I went, work on your Lithuanian. I went under 28.5 on points plus rebounds. He's more like a 24 guy. I thought 28.5 was high. I think he was 26. So I hit that. But the other one was Rays and Yankees. And I thought I bet five innings, like half game. And I thought I bet five innings that the Rays would win through five innings. And the Yankees were winning 4-2 through five innings. So I was like, so you oh, thought you lost. I lost that. So I came on today to see that I was going to be under 100 bucks in my account for the first time in a long time. Dissuaded. I come on and see that I won the bet. I won 45-12. 
And I was like, sweet, how did this happen? Did you stare at the number for a while, like trying to yes. compute the math in your head? Why do I have this much? Did well, then I'm something? examining the did bet. Did they give me a bonus? I'm examining oh, the bet. bet. I'm yeah. examining the bet. I'm examining oh, I got refunded bet. that risk-free bet from the beginning. <laughs> well, I'm examining the bet, and I'm still like, they made a mistake. They made a mistake. And finally, I look at it, it says fifth inning result. The Rays won the fifth inning. <laughs> won nothing, I think. I bet on the fifth inning. Oh, wow. Which is a ridiculous bet. Like, why would you randomly bet? What a hit, Randomly bet in the middle of the game, end. not knowing who's pitching, not knowing Nothing. what's going on. I just bet on random. the Rays to randomly win the fifth inning. Like, what kind of bet? What degenerate makes that bet? Yeah. Especially before this the one. game. I bet this before the game. This wasn't a live betting scenario. I bet this during the pitcher's sh- coming I, in and struggling. I bet this yesterday morning that the Tampa Bay Rays would, would outscore the Yankees in a random June game in the fifth inning. That, well, this is where investigations start. That's why it was so Someone with MLB is going to say, how much did this guy win off that fifth inning yeah. result for the Rays? What does he know? Does he know a pitcher? Is, he, is someone throwing something? Well, maybe I should have been alerted when this combo was plus 840. <laughs> <laughs> because the Rays winning the first half of the game wouldn't have been that crazy. Can you imagine the, the lights and the sirens going off in Vegas? We're like, what does this gentleman in Nashville know yes. that we don't know about the fifth inning? So that alone, it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Your account gets flagged because of that win. <laughs> you just frozen assets. That alone was plus 360, which doesn't sound that outrageous. But it would have been plus 360 for the Rays to be leading after five innings would have been ridiculous, right? That's way too – yeah, that, that odds, <laughs> odds are way too much in your favor for that. Yeah. And I thought I was – I was like, wow, I found something here. That's the odds are in our favor tonight. Because – well, <laughs> the fact is it's, if you flip a coin, the every parlay, night it can come up tails. 360 parlay, <laughs> fanduel.com slash OK360. Head there if you're already signed up. If you've already got the app, join us for the parlay tonight. Two-team parlay in the NBA Chad, it's back on you. We need a winner. Chad. And because of that, you have decided to bet what? I think, hold on, just before you do this, and I know I like you've already, already locked in. Just lay it out. There's no, but, we don't, there's no pomp and circumstance. But I us. think you ought to reconsider, and we ought to start looking at fifth innings around <laughs> <Yeah>. baseball <laughs> on a regular basis. Something. Look, I had a heater on draws in <laughs> soccer for a while, so maybe that this is our next draw in soccer. Fifth inning. Look, it's going to be very simple, okay? I'm not going to fifth inning results. I'm not going to K-props or anything like that. Love a good uh, We're going to go straight wins and losses with this. Very easy to understand. Two-leg parlay tonight. I've got the Lakers minus two. LeBron's going to bounce back. A lot of premature talk about him being done, Lakers being done. I think they get it done tonight, force a game seven. I do think the Suns may win the series in seven. But we can hope Lakers get it done tonight at home. I'm going to uh, show you how to make a woo. There we go. Sorry. So Lakers minus two, and then Portland money line. Portland is a five and a half point favorite at home at home against Denver. You're going to see two game sevens these series with Denver and Portland, and with Phoenix and LA. Give me the Trailblazers. It's Dame time. Give us. The Give us the Trailblazers. Two two leg parlay. We're in. Plus one eighty two. Huge return. This is, uh, you know, the best odds we've ever had for something to actually pay off. So, let's make it happen. It's the doubleheader tonight on TNT, Denver and Portland, Phoenix and L.A. And we're taking both both home teams. We're taking the win. Both home teams to win and force a game seven. That is the 360 parlay. You know what's going to kill FanDuel.com. me? Is if the Lakers win by one. Because I thought about just doing Lakers money line. 
That would yeah. be the one thing. If, if Portland wins and the Lakers win by a single point, would crush me. So now that I said that, that's exactly what's going to happen. The USFL is back. Why? Well, why the obsession with spring professional football? It has failed repeatedly. And there isn't a mar- there are two things. There isn't the player supply to make it a quality enough product that people get into it. And there hasn't been a, a fan thirst for it to the degree that they expect. If you have money to do this, I would heartily suggest you do something else. Uh, lacrosse or or lacrosse. volleyball or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. But, I mean, find a niche well, where you might excel in the niche. This niche, to me, seems not to be, unless you can tie to the NFL and be some sort of minor right. league for the NFL where you're assured of giving quarterbacks snaps for development. That, to me, guys, is where any sort of or, secondary professional league has a chance. And quite frankly, the NFL, as much as it wants those quarterbacks to develop, it doesn't want them hurt. And that's where the trade-off is made. It comes down to the quarterbacks. Quarterback draw in. They, they draw in the viewership. You know, that's why I think the, the other leagues have failed quickly. Um, but I, I think another league can work if you're going to go after the talent that the NFL has. Are you going... Let me get but so big money does. Amazon is talking about hiring Al Michaels. Right? Like the name recognition that we could go back to the old USFL and I realize they're bringing everything back, team names, logos, everything. So there'll be but nostalgia. No, but if you had if, if you're having the caliber of talent that the USFL had then with Flutie and Jim Kelly, and Herschel Walker, Herschel Walker, or Reggie White, like if you can pull that talent I'm going to watch. But the finances have pulled so far away. Right. Where's the super multi-billionaire who's pouring into that? These these Fox. financiers are not at that level. I mean, Fox, Fox Sports being a part owner of the entire league is what makes it different. Right, but with Fox the Sports isn't going to go after the NFL because Fox Sports is with the NFL. Yeah, I think it's not going... You have to be willing to go after the NFL, and Fox Sports isn't going to do that. I don't think that you're... Yeah, they're not going to go after the NFL. They're not going to compete with the NFL. I'm I'm with you on that. And I don't think they're going to get NFL talent uh, into the league. The guys that could actually start and play in the NFL. There's not going to be a Reggie White opting into the USFL over the NFL or Jim Kelly. But... You can get name, collegiate name recognition early because there are going to be quarterbacks who are great in college, who are not seen as NFL quarterbacks, who may be asked to go play wide receiver in the NFL and try to make a practice squad or be at the bottom of a roster. Could you get that quarterback to help with quarterback name recognition? And I do think the business model at least intrigues me because now you have a television network owning the league. So it's essentially like they just picked up a pilot, and they're going to have to. They've signed up a show creator, showrunner for three seasons. Let's say, if it's an actual commitment of two or three seasons, and they're invested in it, it's a television company essentially putting a television show on. So they're just signing up seasons and saying, "We're going to pump this much money into it. We're going to create this inventory. We're going to make it where it's watchable, even if it doesn't have the star power." And it's going to be a better alternative than what we would show in that spring time period without it. Now, let me just 
throw a dart against the, the board here. Let me throw some darts like Jacob Swanson. Yes, at Cobra. This starts in spring of 2022. Call Aaron Rodgers. Sign him up. That's yeah, where that's I start. That's the kind of thing you need to do. But, and, and that would be hugely compelling. But if it's just Aaron Rodgers, like he needs coattails. You start there. He needs coattails, obviously. Well, it's just Al Michaels with Amazon stream. That, that's my point. Like you start with something massive and others follow because, it, because of the magnitude of the move, yeah, right? I, I get what you're saying. And um, here's the thing, though. XFL said, hey, we're in this for three years, minimal. And they didn't make it out of their first year, right? So you've got to make right. a long-term commitment. The other right. thing, you've got to have idea. the ability to take the hit. Right. Because you're right. going to lose money originally, right? You've For gotta, sure you're going to. If you're a lose. company yes. that can lose money and withstand it. That's why the Al Michaels story again from the New York Post about Amazon going after him for Thursday night football. Amazon, it's the, it's the richest guy in the world that runs the company. It's the richest company in the world, so they have the money to spend and they can overspend. They can also take on loss. Fox is big enough to do that as well, but do they have the stomach for it? Mm-hmm. We don't know. But I, I think that's an intriguing part of it. Now, Hutton, if you said this is Jeff Bezos's league, and it's going to be Amazon run, and they're going to own all the teams, then maybe I think you're getting into the business of just overspending well, for NFL talent. I don't, I don't see this USFL as that. Though. Now, let me let me go. I'm just brainstorming this this morning. Call Aaron Rodgers, and I, I'm not saying they will. Call Deshaun Watson. You call the disgruntled quarterbacks that want out, that the teams will not trade, and you bring them to your league in the spring. Right, and, and you, you do, like, uh, there's also this concept out there, like, okay, you don't care about Deshaun Watson's legal stuff. Maybe you, you don't care so much about steroids. You know, you, you don't care so much about And I'm not trying to the insinuate things. they right. don't care about that. I'm just saying that the... the you get them the, on the field. Those are the types of players that get immediate eyeballs on your product. You're turning in to see that thing. Here's another thing I would propose on the personnel end. The the NFL and college football have a deal about when you can come out. The USFL doesn't have to have a deal about when you come out. So what if you dangle a carrot for the next great quarterback and say, we'll take you a year earlier than the NFL will take you? That's a must. I think to go after, which is only going to further hurt the college game, but even go after the guy who's played one year, the 19-year-old. You know, that's, right. that's played a year of college football. That's a, that, yeah, the stud player. That All just, the studs. Hey, you want to make some money legitimately and we can pay well? Then come into this league and you're going to help our product. I'll say this, too, on your Aaron Rodgers idea, Hutton. I think, first off, it's brilliant, and they need to do it, at least make the call. But I don't think he even has to play in the league to help both sides. Here's a for instance. Call Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' media team, his agent, can go public and say, you know, we're just going to make our money back in the USFL. We already have an agreement that if the Packers don't trade, don't do what we want, we'll sit out, and they're going to pay us that that amount. So we're good. That puts even more pressure on the Packers. Because right now the Packers are saying, he's not going to sit out and give up all that money and forfeit all that money he's going to make and then be fined that amount and lose out of that money. But if Aaron Rodgers comes back and says, you know what, you're right, I'm not ready to go do Jeopardy full-time, but the USFL is going to pay me my salary with the Packers to go play in the spring. So if you don't give me what I want and trade me out of here, then I'll just go play in the spring. That could make it a little, put a little more pressure on the Packers. Then Aaron Rodgers gets traded. He doesn't ever have to play in the USFL. But it also lends validity to the USFL just by – 
saying that I'm willing to play in the USFL, even if it doesn't happen, even if he knows he's not going to play in the USFL because he's putting the pressure on the Packers to trade him, it's a win-win. It helps Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. It helps the USFL because suddenly, well, Aaron Rodgers was willing to take a a big paycheck to play there. You're a fact. Yeah. I've got a logistical question. Yeah. What what do you want to be fan-wise, right? Last time around, whatever the spring leagues were, they weren't playing in NFL stadiums for the most part, right? So I'm picturing these teams in stadiums like Birmingham, right? That's not a first-class facility. No. Okay, so you're in this tug-of-war, right? There's this element, and I'm, I'm confident they'll play off this element, like we're a cheap family experience. You can bring your family out for a reasonable price and see professional football up close. But, you know, are you coming out and sitting in aluminum bleachers or whatever? That Birmingham Stadium, the one time I was there, I'm sure it's been refurbished, but it's not, it's not modern, no. right? No. So, you know, I'll bring my kid there once for the experience, but we also in America, we really like the luxury stadium experience. So... Are you going to win this whole deal selling cheap tickets at an inferior stadium? Or do the fans really, while they complain about the prices, want SoFi Stadium and and that experience? And if you're going to try to be a bigger money thing and lure an Aaron Rodgers or lure a a premier college player a year before he could go to the NFL. Mm -hmm. Do you need the gate receipts in order to finance this thing at stadiums that you can't get into because the NFL is not interested in having you as a tenant and it would cost you money, and now you're in this circular thing? I'm not real interested in going sitting in a metal bleacher at a a minor league football game. At the Liberty Bowl, for instance. More than than one time, right? You go get a taste and you, you, you have your kid experience it. But if you're trying to hook me into going on a regular basis... Well, I mean, people in Nashville aren't satisfied with Nissan Stadium, which is a, a middle-of-the-road <laughs> okay, NFL stadium. S- since we're throwing out and radical, doesn't have sufficient to them, uh, yeah, let's let's luxuries. You're, we're throwing out radical ideas. Yes. we're brainstorming. We're the we're the the audience for USFL and throwing out crazy ideas. How about this for a crazy idea? No fans. It costs money to have security Operate. and have people there in operation. Be a TV show. If you're going like to charge ten dollars a ticket and you're going to have 40% capacity, and you're going to break even on fans being there, we just saw an entire year with no fans across many sports. You can have crowd noise. The broadcast can look good. You could have a cheap high school field you could go play on that's got nice turf. Like some of them in Dallas. You're going to save money on that. If, if, If I'm talking about strictly a television product, which during a pandemic year we were talking about that with everyone, again, radical idea. I don't know that I'm for it. But if you saw the cost analysis and said, we would rather get the credit for having those fans watch on television than go to the game. Because in the end, that means more for our bottom line and more money for the league and more money for players. If more people watch it on television, we're not going to have fans at games. And in, in turn, we're going to end up saving money by not having fans I, at games. I, I, I get the idea. But in thinking about what would set this league apart from the Alliance or the XFL, I don't ever want to hear the word cheap or budget uttered. They have to go big and strong. I'll go the other way if we're just spitballing. Luxury only. Those front row seats are turned into 
like uh, patio kind of thing. And you get five friends and six of you are in the front with waitress service right up against the rails where players are encouraged to come and interact. I mean, it, it, and I, it's high dollars. We bounced this around for the two previous leagues that we tried to buy into. And yeah. what we know doesn't work is twisting the rules to where you're not going to have certain things that make it feel like it, you don't, you don't want to. You're not going to be able to compete with the NFL, but you need the NFL structure. I think fans gravitate to that. Also, it. it's all about. I go back to the. It's all about the quarterback play. I don't care that Bob Stoops is involved in the Alliance of American Football. If like, he I'm not have buying players. a ticket because Stoops is involved with the Dallas program. Or that when Steve Spurrier was involved with the team, does it, it doesn't move the needle? Um, it, it's it's nice. It's a, it's a nice layer to what you're doing. Um, I, I think it's needed, but it's not a must-have. It's not going to win me over out of the gate. He's got to have a player. He's yes. got to have some talent to work with. Well, and the, that talent needs to be a quarterback. quarterback. It's and, not and, it's not a washed-up wide receiver or a third-string NFL running back. Yeah, and frankly, that quarterback, I, I'm totally with you. That's the linchpin. But then if he's throwing to a bunch of scrubs or if there's zero pass rush against Yeah, but I don't, him, I don't think I, – I think if the quarterbacks go – All that stuff comes. Everything goes with If you it. get four or five big quarterbacks, it's, it, then that, the money's going to follow with that. And just reading between the lines with that announcement that they threw out with Doug Flutie, it sounds like they're going to do what you're talking about, Hutton, and go after some big names because they were quick to tout – I was in the league, Doug Flutie said. Right. Jim Kelly and Steve Young and Reggie White. That sounds like foreshadowing that we're going to overpay or spend some big bucks to try to lure some big talent to this They're league. They're not getting them. Look, there aren't enough quarterbacks in the NFL. <clears throat> NFL's not going to let quarterbacks go away. There's talk now about – there has been talk for several years about about premier players negotiating contracts that aren't uh, dollars, but mm -hmm. that are percent of the salary cap. You know, I could see a league, if it went about this the right way, prompting changes in the NFL that benefit quarterbacks even more. <laughs> and that, to me, is what will wind, that this league will wind up doing. If, if it's, quote-unquote, successfully chases these players, it'll just make things better for quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, just, just to put it as blunt as possible, Discussing the XFL and the Alliance was a complete waste of our time yeah, on this yeah, show. We did it too much. Complete waste. I, I need I need something that tells me that talking about the USFL is not going to be a waste of my time on the show. And I don't know that people that, want this. That's is there what a I need. thirst for spring well, football still? I I don't. I want football twenty four seven. I but I, I want, want quality. Football I want quality football twenty four seven. I think the mistake that's made sometimes is uh, you can look at the draft ratings and different things that happen and see the interest in football year round uh, in the off season, mm -hmm. and then you equate that to well, people just want more football, when in fact people just want more NFL and college football storylines. They don't want another league; they just have a thirst for that year round. So, do we have a thirst for football year round? Or do we just have a thirst for NFL and college football year-round? I mean, if you give me an NFL and, and so game far, tonight, the other leagues have shown over. that we have a thirst for NFL and college football and not necessarily more football. But maybe this league proves everyone wrong where the others failed. Well, I, I think you're on to something there in that uh, the, the draft, which is a huge intersection of the two, but even non-events yeah. like the schedule release <laughs> is clearly – 
NFL thirsty people latching on to any NFL related thing. But it's not now, just if NFL. There was a game, go, go read recruiting sites. Sure. I mean, these same, you go look thing. at web traffic. It's year round for college football and the NFL, which are non-events compared to games. And some people are more excited about the draft and draft positioning than they are about games and game results, which drives me insane. But if they could be playing games year round, I think people would, they certainly should, prefer the game to the schedule release. It's just not an option because of the, the physicality and all that stuff There needs to be an offseason. If you could offer me a premium football product uh, on TV tonight, I would prefer to watch that to anything I'm going to watch tonight. But I don't think anybody's capable of offering me a premium football product right. tonight. And therefore... I'll watch the schedule. I'll I'll write about the schedule release because I know my people want to read about the schedule release, and I'll eagerly anticipate September twelfth. But you you guys agree with me? I'm I'm not interested in tuning into a league that has Dwayne Haskins at quarterback no. and and Alex Tanney and and Deshaun Kaiser. It's minor like, league and Logan Woodside. Yeah, yeah. No, oh, they can't get Logan Woodside. Well, they might be able to if Deshaun Kaiser takes a spot, but yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. under contract, and he aspires to be an NFL starting quarterback, and he's a, a twisted ankle away from starting NFL games. And I yeah. find it hard to believe the USFL is going to offer him something that's better than that. That's what you're saying, Hunt. They've got to get to a level, at the very least, where they provide him something better than that. And I don't know if I'm tuning in for that. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think you make a, a decision like this. The USFL brand is good. I don't think you make a decision like this. Yes, yes, and and it worked. I mean, you, the the stars that we still talk about today played in that league. It was a fantastic um, thing. They blew it. You don't do this with the failures that we've seen from the XFL, and and I know. Dwayne Johnson's bringing that back at some point, and and the alliance and how that that folded. You don't do it and just run it back the way we saw that done. And I, to me, I, if I'm in a boardroom and this idea is brought up as an, a true investment, Chad's right. You're going to lose. You're, you got to spend money to make money. And I'm going to. I would have to say rule number one is we're going to spend a lot, and it's about lose the, the quality lot. of play good under center. I also just don't think. Uh, Fox, a company that makes television products, is going to do the same status quo that just failed the other two times. There's going to be some difference. I, well, I, don't, I don't see a complete sure, replication of a bargain budget. I didn't think that about CBS or NBC either. CBS and they was failed. in on the last one. And do they and own? NBC they own was, part of it. It was on CBS Sports Network exclusively. I know, but do they? Do they own? Then they own part of the league. I think so. Because this is the first time I think it's a majority ownership with Fox. Where they're owning the actual product. I think it's a little bit different than the other ones. If the USFL had never tried to move to the fall, which was its death now, yes. what would have happened? Um, if it stayed in the spring? You'd be discussing USFL players for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Would it, have, would it be, exist now, you think? I think it would have merged. I mean, I think That's it would have. That's what they wanted. The ultimate yeah, I think, I think it would have. I think just like the AFL, they wanted to merge. I think that and was you just always keep the it goal. Strictly spring over the last forty years, you're saying, strictly a spring yeah, league. Like what would have happened if it stayed still be spring around? League? It'd still be around, or the NFL would have done something where it either merged or had a, a, a spring league that was on somewhat equal, not equal footing, right, no, but right, right, some kind of parallel. 
I don't think people have in business uh, the will to compete for too long when the money makes too much sense. Well, it's so I don't think compete. they would have competed with the NFL in the spring forever. I think it would have continued to succeed, eventually leading to a merger, much like we saw with the AFL, once the money was right. In the NFL, the NFL is always going to be bigger. So it was eventually going to swallow it up, but I think it would have been much more advantageous for the USFL to continue competing with them and eventually would have been swallowed they up. They really blew it. And, I mean, it, it was Trump who really forced it to they go wanted to, go, to yeah. fall. And, and but for that move, yep. they really had a, a. They had something. They had a they segment. Had, they had a segment had, of it. Yeah, that's right. And, and now, that was and at now, a time where you could compete financially. You know, well, and it's, a, it's, it's before the cable networks. It was you know the big boom of every like all the platforms which we're about to discuss uh, with Al Michaels and and the the story from the New York Post this morning uh, about. Al Michaels and Amazon. Amazon's going after him for their Thursday night football exclusive broadcast when his contract expires with NBC and Sunday night football after this upcoming season. We'll, we'll discuss that and what could be on the horizon for football as a viewing audience. Straight ahead on Outkick 360. Hang with us. Amazon pursuing Al Michaels. Outkick 360 rolls on. Crew is all here today alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Koharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. Uh, we have the fashion police back in the YouTube chat. It's They're like, back, baby. It's like Not all baby. is well in the world. Not that All baby. is well you in the world. You know it's a normal Thursday when people are talking about how bad our shirts are. It's not. <laughs> David, David. It's not David. Oh. That guy's disappeared, and that's a big disappointment because I, I think we were sure. It was our first week, right? And he yeah. really came hard. He went <laughs> First day. <laughs> By the way, when you say David, yeah. I automatically think about <laughs> really, really came hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think about former Vanderbilt big man and shooter David Shibashevsky. Yeah. <laughs> Every time you say David, that's the only David I've ever known. Guys, we used to David. do a mashup at our old show with our first producer who would catch things like that and he would storm up. At the end of the week, he'd play like a, a minute. Everything out of context. Of everything out of context of what we said that was sexual innuendo or, or perverted or whatever, and he'd mash it all up. So you guys can feel free yeah, to start it? grabbing them. And we'd immediately get tweets and people saying, mash up for the moment that it happened. And someday, yeah, right. As soon as it's out of our mouth, we knew that it was it's bad. It's very and similar to what bad. we've done on social media, Paul. Just a, a quick segue, uh, a, a side note, on, oh, on social media with the bleeping, for yeah. you know, just the random bleeping of I PK. I love the bleeping. I need to Check tweet that, that bleeping out. I've got to find that repost feature on Instagram because our Instagram is so good. Our, our production assistants are doing such an excellent yes. job on Instagram that I've got to repost some of that stuff from my own account to continue to yeah. get And what, it, while, get while it we're talking Instagram, Jake, can we promote this for this weekend? The, the, the band Lit takes over Outkick 360's Instagram this weekend. We have, uh, they're back on tour for the first time since the pandemic, and uh, they have access to the Instagram story. So follow us there at Outkick 360 as Lit takes over. Don't know. Well, if we're working on Creed uh, for Creed, next week. Yeah. Also, that's the next. I don't know the if they're going to have uh, Pam Anderson with them for yeah. like one of their video shoots. But they do take over the Instagram feed this week, and we can't wait. And we certainly appreciate them for doing that. So David, uh, David hit each of us in succession our first week over clothing, and then disappeared. We thought he was going to become an institution. We miss him. Come back, but uh, Taylor Johnson today says, Hutton, reveal the secret already and how you're able to obtain so many damn cricket polo shirts. 
Something tells me you have an inside source that gets you them less than an $80 retail a pop. He's an ambassador. LOL. I say that Hutton makes nice money and $80 a pop for a shirt you, when you're on TV is, is not... Taylor, I would refuse to give you my secrets on this. Uh, my secrets are safe with Chad Withrow. I yes. say that. I say that. I am the only one that is privy to Hutton's secrets, and I will tell you this right now. I will take it to my bleeping grave. <laughs> As, as to how, as to his, whatever deal he has with cricket, uh, I will take it to my grave. I allow the eighty dollars pop on the air <laughs> only you, because David you, Reed Luke. is not here today to condemn me for allowing eighty dollars pop on a cricket polar polar shirt. If David Reed was here, he would condemn me so hard in the next. Well, break, you uh, say it. I'm you fine started the trend. You started the trend. The, the master shirt was an $80 shirt. The master yeah. shirt was an $80 shirt. I bought two of them. I also <laughs> looked up and said, I'm jealous. I need. I bought I need two more. of them. I love that. Well, you can't just buy one. When I know, you buy a certain I know, kind no. of shirt, you can't just have one of that kind of shirt. Just, you have I, to have two. I just love right? how uh, Paul comes over the top with, it was an $80 shirt. I did purchase <laughs> I bought two of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to my reunion. I wanted I know, new yeah. shirts, and I can't just show up with Shocking one. Shocking my trend shirt. of buying a ton of sunglasses didn't pick up with you guys. <laughs> No one's even taking that. We like nice sunglasses. That would be a huge investment to buy two nice pairs of sunglasses. So Gerald comes back and says he likes my shirt today. Hutton's shirt looks like a piece of fruity stripes gum. That's a fair criticism. Yeah, I come back and I say. That's We're fair. both allowed to wear nice shirts. This is one of those things, again, Chad, that we talk about. It has to be my shirt or his shirt. No, could be both nice shirts. Could be both terrible shirts, honestly. They're not, but it um, could be. So, no mention funny, of Chad's uh, shirt. Like, funny, I, I, I don't know if, if Chad will be up for this. Paul, you may. Um, because shirt you, shopping spree? You, well, I'm in. So just tying in Cricket, and they haven't paid me for this. Uh, but Cricket sent me a shirt that I will not wear. Um, it, it's uh, it's still it's still have. unwrapped. Like it, I just think it's it's not my style. It's not you. Let's do it. I can bring this in tomorrow, and okay. if either of you would wear it, you can have it. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm down. Take but it. I don't. The shirt I'm wearing right I, now is don't free. Think you'll Nate wear it. got us this shirt. I, don't, I think I think it's so awkward. weird. It's like patchy. So you got like a red patch, and then there's like like another patch on the sleeve. Oh, I hate patches. Uh, not patch, but like different color. I'll, I'll bring it in. I'll wear if it. we so. don't, if we don't take it, <laughs> say no we'll, more. <laughs> how about this? Say no more. I'll, I'll wear it. <laughs> if Chad, if we shame Chad into not taking it, you mean we'll it's do a, a shirt? Yeah, I'll wear it. I'll wear it. How about this? If if we can shame Chad into not taking it, we'll do a giveaway to some one of these. Oh yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we that's can do that. Right. We'll yeah. wear it. And then we'll do a zoom ball with them <laughs> so that we can Unless see Swanson it. wants it. Uh, Lance, no offense, but I, I, I wouldn't fit you. I don't think it would. Um, Let's get David Reed in it. Uh, these there's no chance far, that Reed would, yeah. Reed would just rip well, this apart. That'd be fun to see. Um, these shirts are far too nice for Swanson, too. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Way too have nice. We ever, have you ever worn a shirt with a collar in the history of the show so far? Last time I went golfing, I found out I don't have a collared shirt. Wow. You so do? I, had, I had to look up and see if they allowed non-college shirts at the golf course. <laughs> did they? That's why he went uh, to the yeah, did. It was strongly suggested nice that you wear it, uh, a college shirt. It was a civic, civic course. Are you against it? Like, are you open to owning a college shirt? I'll, again, like you're you're in contention to win this thing. Here's the deal. If Chad loses the parlay tonight, he's not getting the shirt. Yeah. You can have it. Yeah. Some of these bands sell like collared shirts, or is it just they're no. not on the uh, you, you rarely get a collared shirt with <laughs> Can you a imagine band. That? Uh, that's, but that's I think that's a market chart. that bands should maybe should expand into. Yeah, wow. You know, there's a lot of 
business professionals that probably want to wear a collared shirt. shirt. Listen, dude, <laughs> next concert you're at, if they have a collared shirt at the merch table, you buy that and I will refund it. Wow. That's a deal. The next time you go to see the band Whores and you want a collared shirt, you buy that. And thing. take us along when you go see Whores also. We'd like to see you that. See shirt the other day? We'll do. I can see Jacob being like uh, the Charlie Sheen in, in Major League when he's been forced to wear the collared shirt to the nice restaurant, yeah. but he doesn't have the sleeves on it. And he says, I feel like I look like an accountant. <laughs> That's the way he'd feel. He'd feel like a suit. Yeah. Like he sold out if he ever wanted anything I also feel like the collar would be like kind of like. I I, I like dressing up, up. Like, like for a this. wedding or something. I I actually dress up all right. Nice. Can and, you and bring us a picture of you in a tuxedo nice. or a suit? I probably can. We would love that. I have a feeling it's a T-shirt with the tux <laughs> on it. Is what it is. Any more fashion advice, Paul? On the YouTube that's, page. Uh, I think that's the that's extent kind of, of it for today. We welcome. <laughs> we welcome. Thank more. you guys. I would love to see uh, David. I, I, I mean, I have a little fashion thing. If you, I, I, I like. I'm wearing the jeans for the first time in show history. Hey, by that's the way. right. I Today. like the shirts oh. on you. I'm doing the on you. It looks good. Looks good on you. I couldn't wear the shirt. I don't think that the long. Uh, what do oh, we the, call it? The, the buttons. This the, is like the, the 70s extra style. Extra button and the longer thing would look yeah. good on me. And I've got this thing, and I admit it's unreasonable. You know, I, I, I appreciate that I can say this because there was a time that I could not say something like this for me which is an unreasonable thing i cannot stand the pocket the logo a, a logo like oh. i have that shirt chad we were all given that yeah and i'll wear it in certain circumstances but like i won't wear it on here i don't want so travis Matthew. a logo travis. So with, like the rose. tommy bahama shirts that i have like i might wear one tomorrow i bought the three of them. Um, <laughs> is it uncomfortable? Does it rub you the wrong way? No, you just don't like I the don't like out? the appearance. But it has a logo on the back, like okay. yeah, on yeah, the yeah. neck. Yeah. But you wouldn't see it. Lance, here. your thoughts? I'm with him. As you can see, oh, wrong pocket. I, I took my logo off and just put a hole in my shirt instead. Yeah. See, I'd prefer that. <laughs> so is that? I just don't like a logo. The way I don't wear faces of people, like on a on a concert shirt, that's I would a, get a band that's, name. That's that's a very extreme because that logo is tiny, small. I don't like I don't big like, logos. But if it's a small logo and it's a nice logo, I'm okay with it. Chad I'm, I'm with you on the presented by Nate Bargatze. Yeah, <laughs> this is a freebie. But much like if I win the parlay night, Hutton will give me a freebie tomorrow to wear, right. even if it's no matter how ugly. Shirt. We yeah. all have that. No matter how ugly, I'll wear it. <laughs> right, people on that fashion critique know it. And also, as someone who's watching Halston right now on oh. Netflix. I feel like I'm sort of a fashion expert. You know fashion. Yeah. Just saw the episode and some other things as well. Uh, yeah, from I could, that I could, I could teach a it's course. Like a sex ed class. I could teach a course. Speaking of something yeah. I mean, yesterday, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going there with some. <laughs> I'm learning the birds and the bees in a different direction uh, with this show. I'll tell you that. Matchup. <laughs> um, they just had a big fashion uh, uh, contest in <laughs> probably turned what? it, out, but in Versailles. The Palace of Versailles in I France. It was it. all the French designers versus the American designers in a big fashion. Fashion off. Yeah, big fat. It was like a walk off uh, from Zoolander, okay. but it was a big fashion show they put oh, on. Speaking of the walk off, I can't believe I did not tell you guys this. I had a dream featuring the star of the walk off, Mark the, Howard. There were two really? stars. <laughs> well, the the uh, the losing star of the walk off, Mark Howard. Please tell the story of the walk off for those who don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Howard. It's a great story. Formerly of our uh, old radio station, who hosted for a lot of years with Frank Wycheck, the former Titans star. A Titan. Nashville broadcast legend. Yes. yes. Both Mark Howard. Them. Both of them. Um, so 
Frank was a former Pro yeah. Bowl football tight legend. End. Obviously, a great athlete. Play, I played basketball for him. He could play basketball, too. He was just a good athlete. Now, now look, post-career, he didn't, at this stage, he wasn't in the best shape of his life, but he's a former professional athlete. Mark Howard was he not put, always... He had put on about 75 LBs at this okay. point, probably, from his Mark playing Mark Howard was, uh, you know, not in the best shape of his life, but he <laughs> was making an effort, and so he was walking a lot. Walking. This was his exercise. Now, Frank wasn't doing anything, but Frank had been a pro, uh, a pro Bowl NFL player. And Mark somehow got it in his head that he could beat Frank in some sort of walking competition. Now, <laughs> this was unbelievable. He said that he could, I think the quote was, I can walk circles around I you, can, big boy. I will walk you. They called him you. big boy also. So I was a regular guest on their show. I will walk you show. into the ground. I will walk, walk you under you that track. Into the ground. So I was a, three times a week for an hour, uh, three mornings a week, I was a guest on their show. Until you got banned. <laughs> Until I got banned. But this is after Frank was gone. We'll get into that story in audio at another time. Frank was gone and this incredibly untalented Blaine Bishop had taken over. Um, but I, I'm on this show, and Mark is talking to Frank about how he could outwalk him, and I'm sitting in the middle of this gold, and I'm like, you guys have to have a walk-off. <laughs> so I basically create this between them where... The competition. Mark is saying that he will outwalk Frank. I'm getting Frank, who is not the biggest guy to follow through on commitments, to commit to showing up to the walk-off. <laughs> we get an arrangement with the downtown YMCA in Nashville, which has a small track upstairs. And a couple of weeks later, during my hour, they are walking it off. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Until a man drops. Frank is absolutely like... This is the most ridiculous thing ever. There's no way you are going to outwalk me. All of us are telling Mark he's insane to think that he can outwalk a former NFL professional athlete. Frank idiotically like splashes some water down on me from up on the track to be funny. Gets it all over my computer. Says he'll buy me a new computer if my computer goes badly. How'd that go? This ends where well, the computer was fine. Unfortunately, <laughs> I should I should have not faked it. Uh, Mark is unable to finish the walk off. <laughs> he, he, he had to medically withdraw. I can't remember. Was it a hamstring or a calf? It was a something medical. Got, it was something a calf. got tied. Withdrawal. I think it was, it was his calf. calf. But I think he had already maybe been lapped by Frank or multiply lapped by Frank. And so the details are so unimportant. It goes exactly as all of us expected. Losing badly, then Frank dominates the walk <laughs> We proceed to, to tease Mark incessantly about other foolish competitions he could get himself in <laughs> with Frank. Uh, you know, uh, uh, and eat off, he might have had a chance in, maybe, but Frank could certainly empty a plate also. Uh, you know, uh, a write-off. Uh, you know, what else? Any, spelling any, contest. Yeah, yeah, anything. I would take Mark in those yeah, odds. Mark could win a spelling contest. But, I mean, oh, it was just an utter disaster. So are you going to get your dream now? So just you, a perfect you had a so dream. So last night I had a dream with Mark Howard in it. I don't remember really. We're at a, a, a baseball park, like one that Simon would have his games at. But it's a, a big softball field. 
I don't have much sense of who's playing or what's going on, except that Ron Guidry is there. <laughs> one of my five favorite players of all time, one of my Yankee greats. Ron Guidry is there, and this is interesting because I have a... It's Paul's field of dreams. Paul. Ron, <laughs> Paul's really tipping off his age here with this story, but continue. Ron Guidry's there, and Mark, who's renowned... An Orville <laughs> Mark is renowned for wearing a hoodie. Then Burt Lancaster walks through a cornfield. Please, Chad, we're getting the good part. Mark Howard is renowned for wearing hoodies. Oh, yeah. He's in a gray hoodie with the hood pulled up, and he's sitting... Up, like, against a fence near the gate. You know, there's always a gate that would open to let you in. So there's no dugout involved or anything. It's all very hazy, except that Mark has the hoodie pulled up, and he's sitting up against the fence right near the gate. All right? I never see Guidry. There's just a lot of talk about Guidry. He's there. Yeah. It's like Jordan being at the MTSU basketball right. camp. And Mark, <laughs> a lot of chatter about Guidry. Now, Mark, who's a huge Yankee fan, so this is very confusing. I'm anxious for your interpretations. Mark has a vendetta against Guidry. And he's managing a team against Guidry in this softball game. This is the most Larry David you've ever been, by the way, okay. right now, the way you're telling the story. He's got a vendetta. I don't see the game. I don't see Gidry. I don't see anything. I'm like participating. You guys might have been there. There's a lot of laughs going on. We're all behind this <laughs> behind this fence. And at the end, I just go up to Mark. Mark's motionless, just up against this fence with that intense look and maybe some dozing off. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. Get out of consciousness. I, I, and just at the end, I go up. I touch Mark on the shoulder, like in a congratulations, like, hey, you finally got him. Mark has defeated Guidry. And Mark, in, Mark, uh, in Mark's way, just kind of gets up and ambles away. Like, but victoriously ambles away. But there's no celebration, no nothing. It was just kind of Mark no got his spoken. vindication. All right. Kind of gave me the nod, like the nod, like, you know, the Mark nod. And ambles away. But I Back just remember... Awakening and feeling so good for Mark. It, it, was, it was a glorious moment a victory. for Mark. But I, and it was I a love Gidry. It was his own walk-off. Walk yes, but he finally walked off. Yeah, he won the walk-off. I don't know if the game ended with a walk-off. but um, And I didn't even feel bad for Gidry, and I love Gidry. But I just felt good for Mark. Chad, you're very good at putting me on the couch. What does this mean? My first thought is I hope that we don't find out that Mark Howard died last night after you had that dream. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, because that it's, a very, be uh, <laughs> it's a very like <laughs> heavenly uh, ascendance type dream. So maybe check in with Mark and make sure he's okay and he's still with us. Mark, are you alive? Outside of that, Paul, i got to be completely honest. Uh, you told the story well, but... I have no desire to interpret that dream. I just, I don't even know where to go other than I hope he's they, alive. They don't know Gidry or Mark. What do you guys make of this? When you woke up, were you hard? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. But see, this, oh. this is why Lance Lee is a pro. Yes. Because if Paul were not hard when he woke up, he could go to mydrhank.com. Look at that. That is how easy Look at that. they make it. Look, erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men. I'm not claiming that Paul is one of the half, but it doesn't have to make you feel like half of a man. You, you too can have a walk-off. Since 2017, My Dr. Hank has been making America hard again. My Dr. Hank helps you get low-cost ED meds and overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment. 
you had a take yesterday on Mike Florio and a soft take yes. about media availability and players. That take could use Dr. Hank. I don't think there's any way around it. Maybe Mike Florio should look into that to strengthen his takes. Plus, with Dr. Hank, they secure your prescription and ship it to you discreetly every month from a United States pharmacy, all for as low as $2 per pill. Hutton has revealed that he's got some kind of deal for <laughs> his shirts. We're getting you some kind of deal here with Dr. Hank. 50% off your first subscription order. If you go to mydrhank.com slash outkick, 50% off. That is surely a better deal than Hutton's getting for his shirts. For sure. MyDrHank.com slash Outkick. MyDrHank.com slash Outkick. Hit them up. Outkick 360 rolls on across the Outkick network. Crew's all here, as you can see. Big thanks to uh, Sarah Triplett, Jake Popoff, making the show happen for us. Great production assistance there. Also, Lance Lee and Jacob Swanson. Uh, Chad, what have you found on social media today? Some uh, concerning news out there. <laughs> and this is actually a story up at OutKick right now. Also, our good friend, good friend of the show, David Vanderpool, sent me uh, this on Instagram. Vanderpool. This is a, a, a story, a little fact from Uber Facts. <laughs> Fewer newborn girls in the U.S. were named Karen in 2020 than any year since 1927. This decline has been coinciding with a decrease in the popularity of the name Chad. Also, this past year, I'll be the That's first based to on say the TV show. I don't think the name I don't think the name Chad is coming back. I think every year is going to be the worst year for people named Chad. Everything comes Chads. back unless this Everything TV show is a generation hit, Chad. Where the, where the woman, where the 35-year-old woman is playing, Nassim Padraw? Yes. It's not a He's hit. playing Chad? I don't, it's not I don't, a hit. I don't think it's, it's been a hit. out and nobody said a word about it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody. I, don't I, I see the promos for it and I think, I think of Chad. Look, Chad, <laughs> Chad when your name becomes a negative connotation, <laughs> like I, I do feel for the really nice Karens out there because now Karen is such a negative yeah, thing yeah, to be yeah. known as after 2020. <laughs> Chad has always, to me, been sort of an 80s super high school villain name. Yeah. And now it's even more so, and now you've got coinciding Karen and Chad, Chad's which is always, awful for my first but name. you didn't like the name. No. Chad's always hated his this. name. You never were never going to name a son I Chad have, Here's the thing. I, I should have, Change in hindsight, my, both sisters in my family go by their middle name. Okay, They have different first names than what they go by. I should have gone by Thomas. My middle name is my dad's name. Tom. I could have been Tom Withrow. <laughs> Isn't Tom? Don't, do I look more like a Tom or a Chad? No, you're. Chad. I feel like Tom's or, or Thomas. No, they nailed it. But if it Name was Thomas, that would have been great. <laughs> 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 you're probably right. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, I do look like a Chad. Yeah. But Tom, well, what should I've gone with Thomas or Tom? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, I think uh, Dr. Withrow or Winthrow would be a Thomas. Yeah, what's Dr. Winthrow's first name? Thomas Withrow sounds Thomas. like a novelist. Oh, yes. there's a, like there's I should have written a great American novel with the name Thomas Withrow. There's an uh, orthodontist yes. not far from where Chad the lives. Name Withrow. Name Winth no, Withrow. 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 But a lot of people think it's Winthrow. A lot of people call him Winthrow as if Withrow is a difficult name. People, or they just so say I that, call him Winthrow. They think that's how Withrow is spelled. It's, it's a weird, e. it's like a, a, a weird, um, a dyslexic type reading 
meaning of my name. People see it, they want to add an end to it. Meanwhile, they want to put Winthrow when it's not there. Every time it's Winthrow. There's another they Chad add Withrow that you sent us over the weekend. Yeah, there's a Chad Withrow who is a very successful real estate agent <laughs> in Louisville that's got his own website. And I sent that joke to you. I said, well, this guy's richer than I am. I can't that much. Because the real estate market is booming right now. Uh, now but he, he looks like a Thomas. Yeah, me. he looked like uh, he was a balding man. But uh, other than that, uh, he, he was good looking. Handsome. Sorry, Paul. Handsome fellow. <laughs> yeah, he was a good looking guy. He looked like he had his bleep together. I don't, I don't that remember. Chad, I don't that remember Chad him, but, uh, yeah, Someone has the did. name, so I am the Chad Withrow on Twitter because there is someone with the name Chad Withrow in Oregon who is a weapon specialist. He's like a gun yeah. trainer. You don't even bother. Did you try he hasn't negotiate? tweeted in like five years, so I've, I've sent him messages multiple times, and clearly he's not even on his Twitter account. Because he won't respond. Because I'm, tr- I was trying to get just the at Chad Withrow. You should have done at Chad Withrow too. Back in a moment for the Tennessee Power Hour. A lot to discuss over the final hour of the show, including uh, what the what the Titans coordinators had to say yesterday, and and specifically the defensive coordinator was Shane Bowen, and he is saying he has final say over the defense, as you might expect from a defensive coordinator. We just haven't heard that from him before. That's next on Outkick 360. Vicious burn from Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.